Welcome, my doers, dreamers, and creators. You're listening to My Work in Progress, the podcast. This podcast is dedicated to honoring, inspiring, and celebrating being a work in progress. Today's episode is um, titled The Value of Beauty. And um, I'm going to be honest here, (laughs) this episode, uh, I had a little trouble recording even the, I don't know if the... um, the quality of the audio is going to sound as good as some other episodes. I hope so, but um, today was kind of crazy. You know when you don't prepare for Monday on Sunday, then Monday comes and you pay the cost of not being prepared. So this episode is definitely uh, being published late Monday, but either way, I hope it finds you well, and I hope you guys enjoy today's topic. Um, Before I do get into it, I just want to say statistically, this episode may hit home much more for women in my audience than men, but either way, I think this uh, episode has been in the works for a very long time. I um, felt like I didn't have the words before and I think it's as good a time as any to unpack the value of beauty. And in today's episode, I will offer some tools and resources that you can use on daily to improve your relationship with the idea of beauty. guys so i just want to say if you're new here welcome to the my work in progress podcast it's called my work in progress but really i wish that the people listening would adopt it as their own as well and say you know it's my work in progress the podcast because it really is centered around um, everybody's individual journey and trying to kind of guide us through what seems like an under, a never-ending quest to kind of be better than you were the day before. And some days you're not better than the day before, um, but it's all kind of part of the process. And as long as we are working towards um, improvement, then I think that we can really make strides in our lives. Uh, if you aren't new here, then welcome back. Thank you so much for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe and review this podcast from wherever you're listening from. And if you're curious about show notes, you can find those at myworkinprogress.net. Now, let's get into this episode. So what really inspired the topic and just kind of this kind of conversation is that since from when I can remember, um, a really long time ago, I think it started maybe in middle school, um, I believed that being beautiful was one of the most wonderful things you could be. It was like a superpower. It almost solidified your worth as a woman in my eyes, or as a girl even. I, um, I grew older and then I realized that it wasn't effortless, that the kind of beauty that was presented to me through media or through even um, peers and family members was a was a beauty that was not effortless and it was something that required upkeep. Um, 
I was told I was beautiful on days that I tried. And rarely on days that I didn't try, didn't do my makeup or hair. Um, I was rarely ever told anything about my looks. If anything, it was maybe the opposite, that I look unwell or sick. (laughs) Um, And that comparison really made me realize that maybe uh, that concept of physically being beautiful was was something very different. So um, beauty became replaced with uh, desirability as I came to realize that even the beautiful characters in movies, the beautiful, let's say, antagonists, the beautiful witch or stepmother or even villain was susceptible to being um, an outcast. So then um, beauty really meant desirability. And to be desirable is something uh, that is not, you cannot be beautiful or desirable to everybody. Um, and that to, took me a really long time to recognize. And um, it's still <laughs> something that I had to remind myself of. Um, in the movies or maybe in stories or even as you're watching uh something you know of people around you and you see somebody beautiful you assume that everyone sees the same thing the same person and you forget that there's people who (laughs) are not like you don't see uh perceive things as you do so while you may have some good self-image about yourself um it's great to know that that's the most important thing that you see yourself that way and not that others are confirming it for you and always you know you're being praised for your looks um i remember this uh tina fey quote that i saw online maybe i want to say it it was a while ago i know it wasn't recent um but it's so funny because it still applies today, if not more, about how we assume or we pretend that beauty has become something that, um, you know, is like universal because now we see people applauding bigger butts and things like that when the truth is like, no, <laughs> I, I don't think that's true. I think there hasn't been the change in acceptability if anything it's added to a list Uh, part of the quote goes a little something like this all Beyonce and J-Lo have done and I and I love Beyonce and I love J-Lo but I think she really meant was like that ideal that figure that that ideal figure um but anyways I continue (laughs) all Beyonce and J-Lo have done to is add to the laundry list of attributes women must have to qualify as beautiful Now, every girl is expected to have Caucasian blue eyes, full Spanish lips, a classic button nose, hairless Asian skin with a California tan, a Jamaican dance hall ass, long Swedish legs, small Japanese feet, the abs of a lesbian gym owner, the hips of a nine-year-old boy, the arms of Michelle Obama, and doll tits. The person closest to actually achieving this look is Kim Kardashian, who as we all know, was made by Russian scientists to sabotage our athletes. Everyone is struggling. Now, obviously the end part, she's, you know, being 
funny. But at the end of the day, I do think that we are seeing this like this is this is just the case. I don't think that we've necessarily diversified our version of beauty. I think we have, but I don't think in the mass media we have. I don't think for pop culture we have. I think we've just added to the laundry list. Like she said, we added, you know, that okay, big butts now, but like small ways. Like now it's like things that would naturally occur like someone being super slim which i think was popular in the what 70s and the 60s to be like a super slim super skinny body that look um was like could be achieved rather naturally you know if you're like on the skinnier side you're lanky then your hips are going to be lanky you're not going to have much of a butt you know um like you're going to be flat all over <laughs> kind of thing and that's something that uh is hereditary right but this idea that there's women out there who can naturally have like this really tiny tiny waist and then this big butt and then you know really great boobs and all of that in com- in combination you know is is very rare that someone <laughs> is born just with all of that so then we're looking at this non this this beauty that can't be achieved naturally and these girls are looking up to these images and thinking like that's what I want to be when I grow up I want to be beautiful and and for me that was definitely the case ever since I can remember that's what I wanted to be growing up yes I had <laughs> other aspirations don't get me wrong um I'd, you know for a while I wanted to be a teacher and then like being a doctor seemed great and then being an actress seemed great but at the end of the day one thing that's no matter what profession I was in, I wanted to be beautiful. I wanted to be beautiful to the world. I wanted other people to think I was beautiful. Um, so I think the role of the internet definitely plays a part. We seem to value beauty um, almost a lot more for the average person because now, you know, if you're beautiful you aren't just rewarded monetarily and then have to acquire a skill like being a model. You know, it, it's not just good-looking people. It's actually not... Models, from what I've seen, um, a lot of the time aren't just like oh, the most, most beautiful person in the room, at least not to me. It's usually somebody who has the skill to invoke a feeling when taking a picture or when walking. There's something that you feel from that person, not just how they look. And um, so now it's like you can be rewarded for your physical appearance, um, but it's just your physical appearance. You don't actually have to have like a, a certain talent, <laughs> you know, as long as you're beautiful, um, you can get pretty popular online. And I see it all the time. I see it within different industries, modeling industry, the Instagram model, um, the fitness industry, the Instagram fitness model. You know, there's like categories to this. Um, And you see people who just look good and actually might not know anything about the industry which they're promoting. That happens a lot within the fitness and health industry. You see women who have great bodies, um, who are naturally slimmer and they're fitness models, although they actually don't know a lot about fitness um, or they may be very unethical in the way they treat their own bodies. They may be very unhealthy, um, but at the end of the day, they look the part and that's what seems to matter. Um, and it affects your, your, your income. It affects um, 
the the interactions you have online. So then it becomes even more important. Um, you feel like you get approached a lot more, even in relationships. Now we have uh, Bumble, um, Hinge, uh, Tinder. And on these apps, sure, you can have the best personality. But at the end of the day, um, it's all about what you look like. Um, at the end of the day, the, the person reaching out to you has to find you somewhat attractive in order to create that spark. Sure, that's true on in real life too. But I mean there's you know what if you're not good at taking pictures or what if your beauty is something that is magnified a tenfold by the way you actually smile in person and your energy and your vibe I think that's something that definitely goes taken for granted as somebody who has been on the online dating scene before um, I can attest to that I can attest to the fact that you know somebody may look good online um, but when you meet them um, their energy can actually be like wow you're you're even more good looking than I thought or the opposite where it's like huh we don't you know you seem a little I don't know self-centered or or whatever whatever (laughs) you you see as like maybe an ugly attribute but when we're talking about outer beauty it's not something that you can really translate into a picture um, so the role of internet definitely has plays a part in how we value beauty in the society um the fact that we are not interacting as much over video, um, although we do, but I guess we're not interacting as much in person. uh, And it's not something you can FaceTime with somebody, but you're usually FaceTiming on somebody that you've already met in person. So when you even when you watch a video of somebody, it's different from having that one on one, you know, um, reaction or or, uh, conversation. So there's a difference. And the internet's kind of focused on like <laughs> something that's uh, much more superficial, I would say. So um, recognition of this has never been enough. Just like how when the world kind of opened its eyes, it's, it, it felt like the world unanimous, unanimously uh, opened its eyes to the fact that magazines edit their pictures, Photoshop their pictures like crazy. And when we kind of came to that realization, it wasn't as if suddenly our body image issues disappeared. It wasn't as if all the women who picked up a magazine suddenly felt better about themselves um, or didn't unconsciously still feel inadequate. Um, The idea of just knowing something isn't enough. Um, It's not enough to just know something um studies have shown this that just because we know doesn't mean that we necessarily believe and and can still decipher that information when a lot of it is unconscious a lot of the feeling that you get is is uh, registered unconsciously although it manifests as something that you can even feel so fitting into a mold is really what has given us instagram face which um it's like a filter, you know, all these filters are all going to apply the same changes to your face. It's not like that they're geared towards your face specifically. It's it's applying the same changes. So bigger eyes, bigger lips, smaller nose, a def- more defined uh, cheekbone, 
um, shadows in some of the places that you want to kind of define, highlights in certain places, kind of like what makeup would do, right? But at the end of the day, they're all the same filter. They're, they're applying it across the board the same way. So the changes, the generic changes, will suddenly give you um, a resemblance to basically a Kardashian. Sometimes we feel paralyzed by opinions to share our version of beauty and how we want to see beauty represented. And I think this is where we kind of get into what can we do and why don't we do it. Um, I think the easiest thing to do is kind of share your beauty, share your versions of beauty, whether it's internal or external, show your vulnerability, your authenticity, um, because I think that's one of the most beautiful things that you can share online. Uh, And it's hard to translate that to a single picture. A lot of the times it requires a good caption, a caption that is truly authentic. Um, But even then, I've seen pictures of vulnerability that have really caught my eye and made me follow somebody because I appreciate their vulnerability and their their ability to be genuine on a platform that doesn't necessarily um, reward people who are genuinely themselves. Uh, We have seen kind of a shift in that, but either still to this day, uh, you need a great quality photo, (laughs) even if it's um, of like stretch marks. You need a great quality camera to to kind of capture that. And you still need a a certain following. Um, And not everyone who you follow is going to agree with like, oh, why are you showing me that? I don't want to see that. Unless that is kind of your niche. And then you'll see really great, a lot of people applauding you. Um, So there's a flux in an opinion about your own beauty often some days you feel better than others some days you feel uglier than others and that's that's okay that is supposed to happen it's like the flux of your weight from depending on the time of day depending on whether you're on your period whether um you know you're uh ovulating it's kind of similar to that you know you you have a flux you have a changes in the way you see yourself depending on what day it is, how the day was before, whether your your acne is uh, flaring up, whether you're bloated, or just how you're feeling mental health-wise. And um, so then you find that, yeah, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. But there's there's a catch-22 to that. There's, there's a different side of that where, unfortunately, the beholder is or can be Um, a limited view that you are inhabiting because online you aren't necessarily viewing things uh, that you're choosing to necessarily you're not literally like going and looking for a picture that that person has posted that person posted it and then you view it and you know there's filters there's Photoshop, there's all those things coming into play and suddenly you, it it kind of removes you a little bit as the genuine viewer of what you're seeing. Um, And then it requires you to kind of 
adopt what the the mindset of everyone else who's on that platform as we know different platforms seem to attract different audiences uh the variations aren't that big but for example instagram uh, attracts a lot of younger uh, people um and it tends to have this very like it's all about looking good kind of situation going on, especially because it's a photo-based platform, also video-based nowadays. But, you know, photos was really where it started. And the captions were really not that important. Um, but when you do find, you know, your people on here, on Instagram, I mean, um, you'll find that you do see a lot of, that the caption is a, a lot of what makes you like the photo. Um, and I think that's always great because... I think that means that it it's more than just a pretty picture. Um, so let's get into the tools and kind of the resources you can use to start defining your own beauty and really seeing the value in it instead of allowing it to be create the value in you, if that makes sense. So... The first thing you have to do, obviously, is to create and define beauty for yourself. Um, Be realistic about what makes you beautiful, not just outwardly, but inwardly, too. Um, And it's funny because some of those things are things that you have cultivated, which is the best. I think beauty that has been isn't effortless, isn't a bad thing. I think that it's only a bad thing when uh, it's assumed that to be beautiful requires a, a physical effort to apply things to kind of diminish what you look like without it, if that makes sense. So like, I think that it does take effort to be beautiful because it takes effort to be kind some days. <laughs> Not everybody wants to be kind all the time. Although we see it maybe as like a personality trait. At the end of the day, it's something that that requires practice to kind of be empathetic um, to other people's plights, to other people's feelings. It takes practice to be grateful. And I think gratitude is, is very beautiful. Um, and it takes effort to you know, maintain your health to skin, do skin care and all that. And although we see that sometimes as self-care, it's really not just that that's not necessarily self-care. It, it can be, but um, I think it kind of falls into a different category sometimes. And we have to be willing to say like, okay, yeah, this may not be like relaxing right now. So maybe I need to do something else. But at the end of the day, wash your face, you know, girl wash your face (laughs) one of uh really good books that I that I definitely stand behind and um sorry I got off track saying that (laughs) but um yeah definitely you have to create and define beauty for yourself and sometimes that does take journaling that takes time um and you have to kind of start unpacking some of the negatives that you see in yourself and why those are so negative for you why you feel so insecure about those things and are they things that you can change um that's one of the biggest things is that if it's something that you can't change why fret about it you if it's out of your control there's no need in 
you have to learn to love it basically you learn you learn that it's a part of you and you have to be honest that it's a part of you and if in the future you decide you know I have the money I'm gonna get surgery that that is up to you that's obviously um, a personal choice that doesn't make you any less of a person um, but in the meantime there's no reason to hate yourself just because of a flaw um, or what you may see as a flaw and others may see as um, a beautiful attribute the importance of diverse representation cannot be understated and i think that we when we do don't when we do feel inadequate as far as beauty standards go we hide ourselves from the online world and i think the most beautiful people i found online have been people who may not fit the average beauty standard and yet are happy to be <laughs> happily posting their 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 beauty and i think that definitely creates a better atmosphere for realizing that beauty is diverse so then you really do get what we've been searching for which is to see you know that all you know a big butt is is a great thing but maybe a little butt is a great thing too you know there's no shame in that that small lips isn't something to be frowned upon that it can be beautiful and that if you wear it with pride you see you know the beauty shines through regardless um you have to develop what true beauty means to you um and it's easier said and thought about than actually acted on and i think we can all differentiate that when we're just pretending and like trying to basically be like i'm just gonna think positively and hope it changes my mind but you have to actively do things that may make you uncomfortable and vulnerable in the moment, but you'll find the beauty in it if you allow yourself to be vulnerable and, and other people will see the beauty in it um, when you do allow yourself to be vulnerable. I recently uh, created a new Instagram account that um, centers more around the um, eating disorder and kind of body dysmorphia that I've been dealing with for a while now. And I posted some pictures that I really don't, like I always said I wouldn't post until like I look super good and then I don't feel bad about it, which I think is like the easiest way for someone to like post a picture of like maybe when they don't like their body or whatever and they feel like they're overweight or, or whatever it is that they feel insecure about and to post it and then post like you know how they look now I think that for me personally it's been the easiest to do that but it's always been hard when I'm in currently still unhappy with the way that I'm looking or I'm feeling about myself and I did that and it just kind of took some weight off my shoulders really it just made me feel like it's okay and my acceptance of uh, my ability to post it reminds me that it's okay because we all post things that we're happy with and so almost like uh, <laughs> unconsciously when you don't post something it's like is it because you're unhappy with it is it because you don't like it and and sometimes it is sometimes it's not but when it when it is because you feel like it's something wrong or something bad about yourself um it just adds a weight to your shoulders especially when you're involved in the online community if you really don't get on social media then well that's a different story you don't share much anyways but when you share so much but there's things that you're holding back because you're scared of what how other people will perceive you what someone might say and you don't want to be represented in that way 
it can definitely add some weight and it can definitely make you feel like you're hiding. So actively participating and sharing your your version of beauty is is important. Um, and it and really it's not meant to enter the world with wide acceptance and then become the universal beauty standard. That I don't think is is it's not the point. The point isn't to become the new beauty standard to say, oh well, this is the new look that every girl should go for. I think it's meant to not be accepted, to find people who don't think that that's beautiful. Um, because it means that we're, we're entering something that's very different and that's great. I think when we look, when we get online, we seem to want wide acceptance from everyone, everyone to like and, and receive everything positively. Um, which is like, why would you want that? (laughs) You want to stir the pot a little bit. You want to, you know, challenge people, people's perception of beauty. And I think that's, that's a good thing. And I think it opens doors for other women and other people in general to feel validated, feel like, hey, she, you know, she did that, I can too. And it really creates a healthier environment of people um, seeing that the, the standard is not necessarily, uh, that you don't have to kind of judge yourself by the beauty standard of mass media. Um, vulnerabilities can be very beautiful too. And so those are some things that I, that I want to kind of get your, your brain kind of going on. <laughs> I want you guys to get, get kind of comfortable with those ideas and those practices. Um, so I found this article on The World Counts um, called Self-Image, A Powerful Force in Your Life. And I really enjoyed uh, reading the entire blog post, but um, their practical ways to build your self-image are really good. I think they're really uh, well-rounded points. And at the end, they do have quick facts about self-image, and I'm going to read some of those to you guys. Um, from six months to one year, a baby thinks the image in the mirror is a playmate. Only between 20 to 24 months does the baby recognize it's itself in the mirror. Uh, another study conducted a test on women. Three out of four said that they were overweight. One uh, Only one out of four really was. After viewing images of fashion models, seven out of ten women felt more depressed and angrier than before. Um, another one that I found interesting was, uh, only one out of 10 high school students are overweight, but nine out of 10 are actually, are already on a type of diet. Um, let's see the other one that I really wanted to share. Um, it says in a study on self-image maintenance and discriminatory behavior, evidence showed that prejudice develops from a person's need to justify a threatened perception of the self. I thought that was really interesting because we have we have people that are very like uh, judgmental uh, online, maybe and even in person about how someone like freely expresses their version of beauty, and sometimes those are the people struggling the most with self image issues. Um, the last one I'm going to share with you guys is that, and I think this is kind of 
I, I don't know. I think this is interesting, and of course I'll find this interesting, but um, there are less cases of men with eating disorders because the perception, the perception that they are women's diseases, and I think the less cases may also have, I mean, less people, less men are reporting it because they're like, no, that's a woman's problem. Um, so yeah, those are just some statistics, some facts of, about self-image for you guys that I found really interesting. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, I recommend you checking this uh, blog post out. Again, it's on The World Counts. And um, I really just wanted to share this with you guys because I think we place so much value on beauty because we're seeing beauty from the beauty standard and not from our our own what makes us beautiful, what makes the people that you love beautiful, the people around you beautiful, not the people online, you know, the people that you don't see, the people that you actually don't see what they look like in real life. You don't see them before the Photoshop, before the editing, before the filters. Um, it's easy to get caught up in that world. And sometimes it translates to you feeling super judgmental about yourself in the real world. And that's where problems arise. I think we'll get to a place eventually where filters are used still (laughs) photoshop is still used but that we are more aware of how little (laughs) how little that uh the beauty that you may see online how how little or how i guess i want to say how it doesn't necessarily represent the beauty that you can experience in real life um so yeah, I, I again, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I felt like this was something that I was having a hard time with. I think as a Hispanic woman, um, there's certain features that I'm expected to have. <laughs> um, there's certain... Uh, I, I know American women... Um, suffer with um beauty or self-image body image just as much as hispanic women but sometimes i feel like hispanic women care more um almost as if as if we're a little bit behind on that and i see i see that in my family members the importance of beauty is so high and I see it not just in my in the family members but in my community really um my work I'm always you know there's a a, most of our clientele are Hispanic women and I see this this need to to kind of be like the women that you see on the news the weather women who are like wearing these really short dresses and they're like boobs are out and they're just like pumps and they look like they're going to the club but they're just telling you what the weather is going to be like and I think that in the Hispanic community there's a lot much more of that and we're maybe even just more behind on being willing to show that women aren't just something to be desired um and even if they're beautiful that doesn't mean that they're they're supposed to be you know these sexual objects for you to just gaze at um 
so I think that that's why I've, I've struggled to create this because I kind of wanted to throw in that aspect of, of kind of where I come from. But I think this is something that any, from any walks of life, um, you can kind of relate to and understand. And maybe in the future, I'll do an episode that's more geared towards how Hispanic, Hispanic women in, in, in particular, um, value beauty and how that's kind of passed down gener- generationally. Is that a word? I'm serious is that a word um general generationally uh well you know in in through generations is what I mean um but that's something for another time let me know if that's something you guys would be interesting interested in me talking about I'm having really hard time with my words right now I think that means that this episode is over so thanks again guys so much for listening I hope you enjoyed today's episode and my little talk about um, the value of beauty and creating that value and not letting it be uh, imposed on you and then making you feel less valuable as as a member of, of the human race. Um, so don't forget to subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Um, review from wherever you're listening from. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, the show notes for this episode will be on the website probably not till tomorrow I'm not gonna lie um if you're listening on Monday then Tuesday they should be up and posted had a little bit of a late start to my Monday (laughs) my Sunday did not go as planned so uh that's just kind of what happens um but thanks again so much for listening I've said that like four times now and I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will talk to you guys next time